0: It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. episode 58 of the say hey podcast this is doug hayes aka say hey doug it is november 9th 2021 i am joined by brooks newton and Stephen risotto welcome back to the show boys how's it going
1: doing pretty good yeah thanks for having us on say hey good to hear you good to see both of you guys this is fun man brooks is always on this show so this is kind of this is kind of uh not new but it's it's always good to be back you know is- i don't even you know when
0: brooks comes on i don't even put like with Brooks Newton on on the title anymore he's just there <laughs> I'm here I'm ready because you know uh the baseball
2: season never ends as we talk uh all day about the Giants and what they're doing um this is an exciting time I uh yeah. I, it was hard for me to get into uh you know the offseason uh after you know the Posey news uh Posey retiring I'm like what I don't even oh Doug you didn't hear no
0: no I'm just kidding yeah no that uh, definitely like got things rolling <laughs> I th- I think can we admit like the, the offseason got started for us Giants fans like three days early and with you know obviously like not the best news but um, I mean it did it kind of got the ball rolling on the offseason for San Francisco so you know here we are that was what five days ago already it felt like it was a month ago yeah um,
2: and, and you know what I mean Stephen right I mean it's like Buster Posey retiring San Francisco Giants claim left fielder, Austin Dean off waivers from St. Louis Cardinals. I'm like, did you hear the news? Austin Dean, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's hard, it's hard to focus on some of these moves. Like we normally do. Cause the, it was such a heavy, um, you know, I think 99% of us were, were completely caught off guard when Posey announced his retirement. 1% of us is named Steven Risotto. Point uh, one.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: now I, I'll, I'll tee it up to you, Steven, since we're on the topic, uh, Everybody listening, um, we had a conversation. Taylor Worth from NBC Sports, uh, Stephen Rizzotto, and myself. We were on the Rizzocast and just chatting about spring training back in February and what to expect for the Giants. And we, we had a segment where we we're trying to predict where, where the future of uh, Brandon Belt, future of Brandon Crawford, and the future of Buster Posey. And after we did all of our predictions, uh, Stephen kind of made us chuckle a little bit. He said, I predict that Buster Posey will retire and uh that we kind of had a little laugh and then Stephen kind of went into some details remember that one Stephen
1: yeah I do um and it was it was not to flex on anybody because it's not like something you want to be proud of predicting that a guy you know retires but um yeah I mean it it's shocking but it's not like significantly stunning just because I feel like the year off and, and I know that he mentioned the year off did have something to do with it a little bit, but I think it had a lot more to do with it than we think um, with the fact that, and I know this was touched on uh, on a previous episode of Say hey. Um, but I mean the, the, the year that he had off, I feel like just being a dad and you, know, getting a chance to stay off your feet, that does wonders for someone, and I think it definitely did wonders for Buster Posey. But now that that chapter's over, we have a whole offseason to talk about, and I can't wait to get into it.
2: Yeah, yeah and, so- and real quick, Doug, I just want to say, and I said, no way, Buster Posey's not going to retire. He'll probably retire when his body falls apart when he's 40. And uh, wow, opposite of that. So Six more years to- left. Yeah, unfortunately, I was wrong on that one. But good <laughs> to see him go out on top like a champ, the champ that he is. Doug Hayes,
0: back to you. And in case you missed our episode on Buster Posey Retiring, check episode 57 of the Say Hey Podcast. So thank you. Anyways, uh, the Giants had, and and along with the other Major League Baseball teams, had until, what was it, 2 o'clock Pacific, I believe, on Sunday to offer uh, the qualifying offer to players that were eligible for it. Obviously, they had to be um, on the team throughout the entire season. Um, So no trade guys. Like, they couldn't offer it to, like, a Chris Bryant. Um, and the offer this year, it last year it was uh, what 19.8, I think that's what Gosman got, I believe, from the Giants. This year it was lower, um, it was 18.4 because uh, you know, obviously they missed out on some funds last year, Major League Baseball did so, they lowered it. Um, and they offered it to one guy, and that was Brandon Belt, uh, the captain, <clears throat> the captain Brandon Belt himself. Oh, yes. so, so. Belt, along with all the other baseball players that have been offered the qualifying offer, have 10 days from Sunday. So basically that's November like next, 17th is the deadline. next Wednesday, the 17th. Correct. Um, so let's just let's just ask this to talk about straight up. Do, do, do we think that Belt takes the 18.4 from the Giants or he leaves it on the table to either seek a better contract with the Giants or he'll become a, you know, a full on free agent and go somewhere else?
1: I think that Brandon belt is impacted a lot by his injury. Uh, and I think that impacts the market that he may possibly have. I mean, we know what Brandon belt and a healthy Brandon belt could bring to the table. He was one of the game's best first basemen, you know, since yeah. 2020 one of the game's best first basemen are one of the game's best hitters since 2020. Um, but I do think teams, you know, when, when, you leave on a sour note and you end the year on a sour note. Um, there is a thing called recency bias that often, you know, happens in sports and it's unfair that that's, you know, the reality of it. But I mean, but if I were to say, does he take it or not? I would say he would be most likely to take it out of any of the players that it was offered to. That's um, fair. Yeah. But I, oh, I don't know. I feel like he wants to stay in San Francisco, and I feel like he fits the mold of, like, what Farhan Zaidi's offense would look like, right? I mean, with the high on base, drawing walks, hitting for power. Yeah. Um. But I just don't know. I mean, in a perfect world, I could see him accepting it, right? And, like, you give Farhan Zaidi a little bit more flexibility. But then again... If you're a guy who's been there for a long time, you do want some extra security. Even after he just looked at Brandon Crawford, get a two-year extension. And Brandon Belt's probably sitting there thinking, you know, where's that for me? Where's my
2: extension?
1: Yeah, maybe he matched. Because remember, they signed at the same time. The Brandon signed, like, at the same time almost. And I don't know. I I think that I wouldn't be shocked if he does accept it. But I'm I'm pretty 50-50 with it. Brooks, what do you think? Thanks for not answering my question. I'm 50 50 on it. I had to go around it. it. Yeah. Brooks, go ahead.
0: Sorry.
2: I, you know, I'm, uh, I think I I did, I did spend some time thinking about it. Um, There's three uh, first basemen entering free agency. Uh, The little, little asterisk next to that one, because technically, uh, you know, Freddie Freeman might not enter free agency, if you know what I mean. He might, he, I would be surprised if he went anywhere else, but Atlanta, yeah. um, I, I see, I see Brandon saying I've spent a decade in San Francisco. I've done all that I've done. Uh, free agency is exciting. He has a chance to go play for whoever he wants. He gets to choose, um, you know, as long as they're offering, um, and, yeah, as as much as 18 million sounds pretty good, but coming off of 29 home runs, uh, injuries happen uh, in in the game, and players that get injured, uh, like like a Starling Marte, for example, he only played 120 games. He's gonna get a pretty decent deal somewhere. You know, it's it's okay if you coming off if you're coming off an injured season, and you're like Brandon Belt with a oh broken thumb. That's gonna heal just fine. You'll be fine. Uh, I don't see any problem there for any team that's going to think about high, uh, you know, impact first baseman defense power, especially put him at a ballpark. Uh, everybody knows all this stuff. Um, my my grand point here is that you have Anthony Rizzo, Brandon Belt, Freddie Freeman, and those. That's pretty much it. And if you look at you know Brandon Belt coming off of 29 homers, this is his chance to to cash out. I think. And I think the Giants know that too. And I think that's why they gave him the QO because they're going to try to get a draft pick out of it. So uh, I do not see belt coming back. I see him uh, testing
1: the market, getting a deal and uh, going there. And just to add on just real quick, I feel like the Giants like know what they're doing, but obviously they know what they're doing, but like they're, they're smarter than all of us, obviously. But I feel like if he does accept the qualifying qualifying offer, they wouldn't have so much of a problem with it. Like, I mean, that would be fine for them because they get a first baseman for one year who is very productive. And if things all of a sudden go haywire in 2022, he becomes a chip at the deadline. And that's how you should always think about when your deals. So I just wanted to add that in. Perfect. Uh, perfect point there, because his uh, he can't
2: block a trade to 10 teams like he did uh, prior. Uh, that is now gone. So, um, Doug, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Brandon Belt.
0: I'm with you. I I think the, the giants, you know, putting that out there, the qualifying offer for belt is they're protecting themselves. Obviously worst case scenario. um, You know, he decides to test the market and sign somewhere else. Yeah. They get something for it. I I'm kind of like, whatever about MLB draft picks. I mean, they're it's there. It's not like an NBA draft pick where, Oh, I get a first or second round pick and they're going to make an impact, you know, this year or next year or an NFL draft pick. Like, like MLB draft picks are a dime a dozen. Um, there's so many of them, so I, I don't really care when people say or like, you know, well they're gonna lose a second round draft pick probably for a guy. That's whatever to me. Um, but I, I'm kind of like indifferent from both of your guys. Options. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna um, reject it. But I think there's still a very good chance that he stays. I think he wants to stay in San Francisco, and I think he. I was saying right when Crawford got the two for 32, I was like, I think that's something that would probably fit for a Brandon Belt as well. Um, so I think, you know, I'll predict that Belt declines it. He may test the waters, you know, get some offers from some teams and he could very well go somewhere else and have better seasons. But um, I think, you know, he's comfortable here. He wants to stay here. I think it would be a cool, you know, story that the trilogy of Posey Crawford and belt, you know, careered here in San Francisco. And um, I think he signs for like a two year deal uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 16 a year, like what Crawford got. And I don't know, he's maybe throw in an option at the end or something, but
1: whatever. Um, I think, I think that's what happens with belt. What do you guys think? Yeah. The funny thing about that is that you said the worst case scenario is that he tests the market. And if we're talking like five years, like in the past, the worst case scenario would be if he accepts the qualifying <laughs> offer, right? Because like teams were always so scared of that happening. And now like recent years, it's been happening. It's and low I risk. It is low risk. And he would have security if anything happened with this collective bargaining agreement. And if we are locked out and everything stops on December 1st. So obviously, I mean, we're going to be positive for that not to happen, but I mean, it's got to loom it's got to loom in the heads of everybody. And that's why I think there's going to be a lot of activity before that even happens. So I think November has a chance to be a really big month and it starts with uh, all those kind of big names.
0: For sure. And it'll be telling of course, and we've said it before, you know, what happens in the next month or two regarding the CBA. And um, it's going to be an interesting and hopefully not like prolonged off season. Hopefully they can figure stuff out and, you know, we're, hitting spring training cub February. So, um, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at our agenda that we did here. I, I don't even care that I'm saying this and it's like, when you look at something, but you keep, you're like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So I, we don't need to go into details, but I do remember the giants declined, obviously Johnny Cueto's $22 million uh, club option for next year. That is to nobody's surprise. Um, and I believe he got what a $3 million buyout, I think, Five million dollar. Thank you, Stephen. Five million. Yeah. You know, what's the difference between two million for these guys, anyways? <laughs> right. <laughs> so Johnny Cueto likely, very likely, will not be back next year. Um, but it sounds like he will, um, want to continue pitching. But you know, for the guys that are staying in house, uh, there were three club options that were picked up: uh, Wilmer Flores, Jose Alvarez, and Jay Jackson. Um, first, let's talk about Wilmer Flores. Uh, this guy. Had a pretty darn good uh, 2021 um, when he was healthy, obviously. uh, 18 home runs, 53 RBIs in um, 389 at-bats. That's like Buster Um, Posey numbers right there. Oh, really? Yeah, they're very similar. Very similar. (laughs) No, but uh, anyways, uh, Farhan and Co. pick up the $3.5 million um, club option, and this is going to be the third year that Flores here, and I think he's in between nine and ten million for these three years. This has been a really good deal for the Giants, actually. Um, you know the whole Wilmer Flores situation. So, I, I think I was maybe uh, a couple of glasses of wine in when I stupidly predicted the other day that Flores and Alvarez wouldn't get their options picked up. Now that I'm looking at, them, I'm like, duh, Doug. But anyways, we all say stupid things. Uh, hey, you know what? Was...
2: Flores deserves it <laughs> the way
0: his season ended. True, true. Too soon, but. Uh, <laughs> No, th- I mean this is this was a easy no brainer, right? Like this was this was a good pickup for the Giants to pick up the three and a half. So, um, what do you guys think about bringing back Wilmer Flores? Wilmer Flores, I'm a big Wilmer Flores fan, as you guys know. Um,
2: it's that balky hamstring that he was dealing with all year. It was it was a bummer, you know, barely getting into second base on gappers, um, trying to go first to third, testing Mookie Betts' arm. That was uh, yeah think he was just a very excited. Uh, but, yeah, if he can get that hamstring healthy, uh, it would be great to just see him closer to 2020 Flores um, in terms of just overall slash lines and stuff. Uh, so I think he can land somewhere, uh, I think, closer to his 2020 self once he has full health on his side. Uh, he really showed me a lot at third base. I, I thought he had a improved. very nice year playing third, and they needed him when Longo went down. Chris Bryant wasn't here yet. Uh, Flores, even with his hamstring, uh, you know, kind of barking at him, he's, he was getting the lion's share of third base. Um, we don't know the future of, uh, you know, if Chris Bryant's going to return, uh, other than Longoria, they don't have a lot of options at their base. So, so, uh, it's a no brainer to pick up the 3.5 mil. Um, and yeah, just right-handed power is very needed on this club. Um, especially with the departure of one legendary Hall of Fame catcher. So uh, easy
1: call on my side. Steven, do you agree on Willie Floor? Easy call. And just to piggyback off what Doug said, this is one of Farhan's best deals. Um, It is pathetically good, uh, the contract that he was signed to before 2020. A guy who mashes lefties, and you're not mad if he's in the lineup against righties you know just that kind of presence and you know versatility although the defense may not be there all the time just a guy who could feel the routine ground ball at third base is nice to have someone who obviously could play a little bit of second and there's a point there where the Giants were upset with that they couldn't fit him in the lineup you know he when Chris Bryant came over uh there was a stretch there where, you know Donovan Solano ended up hitting and you know you couldn't really fit Wilmer Flores in the lineup and that was upsetting for Gabe Kapler. Um, And it's, it's weird because we think of Flores as this veteran, you know, a guy who, and Brooks mentioned he, he'd had some injuries in his lower body, but he's 30 years old. I mean, it's, it's hard to, and this is going to be his age 30 season. So, I mean, it's not like this guy's like super, super old. He's been in the league for a long time, but. This is a guy who I could see even sticking around past 2022. So even like on another short, short term contract. So, um, yeah. He's, he's making less money than Johnny Cueto this here for the Giants. Exactly. Making <laughs> less money than Johnny Cueto, but yeah, no, no brainer to pick up this team option. And I think he fits in numerous plans 2022 and 2023 and beyond. Flores
0: will be there for you when the rain starts to pour. He's appeared in 194 (laughs) games in in his two years, 30 home runs, 85 runs batted in. Uh, He's hit 264 in those 194 games. I mean, he's been a really, really just, you know, one of those hidden gems um, for Farhan to bring in. So, yeah, great pickup. And don't forget, too, there's a very good Kenley Jansen's lunch. Well, that's true. There's a very good chance though that the National League has a designated hitter next year. And that's a prime position for a guy that, you know, yes, he, he he did show some promise out in the field um this year for sure, but um he's like a prime DH candidate, I think, uh, for the Giants. Even though they have several, he'd probably have a hand more than a handful of games um in the DH spot of the lineup for the Giants. So um on to our next guy, Jose Alvarez. This was the lefty that they brought in from the Phillies, I believe, yeah, two years ago, or after, or before this last season, they pick up his club option for $1.5 million, which is, you know, basically nothing. Um, he had a great 2021. He actually had five wins, uh, a 2.37 ERA in 64 and two-thirds. Um, I know he opened a couple games for the Giants. He provided a lot of flexibility for Gabe Kapler in that bullpen um talk about uh jose alvarez coming back for the 2022 giants bullpen
2: yeah i like uh jose alvarez for the fact that he's kind of old school in today's bullpen you know he doesn't throw 99 or anything like that uh he's got the finesse uh he makes you pound the ball into the ground a lot of ground balls um you know never looks rattled by a situation sometimes he's brought in with the bases loaded Uh, To face their lefty, you know, even in today's age with the three batter rule, sometimes there's an opportunity to have just a loogie, right? Just can you come in and get this lefty out? And if you don't, uh, oh boy, well, this could get out of control pretty quickly. Um, Yeah, I I like uh, what he did uh, for Gabe Kapler's bullpen. There was history there uh, being a former Philly reliever. And yeah, easy, another easy, I mean, this is nothing, one5 for this type of pitcher um, and and you know there's you could probably assume that maybe Tony Watson won't come back but you know um, that's kind of like in that same you know you, you can always <laughs> what's the rule Stephen, uh, you, you can never have enough lefties in your bullpen, what do you think of Jose coming back.
1: Yeah, so when Andrew uh, Chaffin of the A's declined his mutual or option... or Chaffin, Chaffin, sorry, whatever. I've never Chaffin, said, guys, Chaffin. I've never actually. Ex- well, you know those, <laughs> you know those names that you've never actually said out loud, but you see in print all the time, and like you know. Stephen Curry. Yeah,
2: exactly. Junior Marte. Um,
1: so when he declined his mutual option, um, they sh- they put up a leaderboard on MLB Network, and it was lefties that. Um, or or have good like splits against right-handed pitching too out of the bullpen and and Alvarez was one of the better lefties facing right-handed pitchers in baseball facing right-handed batters in baseball and I looked it up just to confirm and he had a five he held right-handed hitters to a 589 OPS uh so that's pretty good he's he's good he could he's you know three batter minimum proof in a sense and He's very reliable. Like Brooks said, kind of an old school guy. I mean, Sean Estes kind of dubbed him the name stopper, you know, came in the games and just put a stop to everything. Um, Yeah, this is just another solid bullpen piece for, and he, by the way, he played a huge role when the Giants had all those bullpen games, when Cueto was hurt and when Disclefani was kind of, you know, fragile too, and when Wood had covid he was, he played a huge role. And, uh, I, yeah, I think he's a great guy to have back in the bullpen.
0: And I said he started, he only started one game, but he came in early in multiple games this year, like second, third inning. Um, I remember, I believe actually it was the game he, I don't think he threw very well, but when Logan Webb came back against the Nationals and pitched like three pretty much perfect innings. <laughs> and then Jose, but yeah, Alvarez is a great early uh, inning guy, he, if, if need be. And he can also, you know, come get you an inning in the sixth or seventh. So this was absolutely a no-brainer. 1.5 mil chump change um, in today's major league. So um, this next one, though, was kind of – It caught me off guard. I don't know about you guys because I didn't even know that there was a club option for Jay Jackson because I don't even know if he's arbitration eligible yet. I don't have that in front of me. Um, anyways, he had like an up and down kind of year. Um, but uh, I I enjoyed watching him pitch actually because he's very slider heavy when he came when he first came up with the Giants this year. I, I said that like he was what the Giants wanted Matt Whistler to be like his first few outings, just relied heavily on that slider slider. And then I think guys started to figure him out, but um, you know, this obviously is going to be super cheap. They like what they see in this guy. Um, you know, just another veteran
1: option in Kepler's bullpen. So thoughts on Jay Jackson coming back next year. Jay Jackson, friend of RizzoCast recent episode. Um, Jay Great Jackson, episode. if he wasn't hurt, Um, he said that he would have made the team. They had an agreement that when he got back from his injury, he was going to, you know, he was going to get called up and he ended up getting called up, you know, when he came back and or a few weeks after he came back from his injury. But yeah, like Doug said, super slider happy. And he had like the worst numbers in the bullpen, but they were still pretty good numbers. And like he ran into a few tough outings, that kind of skewed his ERA and, you know, ERA yeah. is not really a reliable stat for relievers because, you know, it takes a while to kind of run it back down because you're only facing so many hitters, which means you're only getting so many outs. So Jay Jackson, yeah. Slider heavy. Um, it's always been a big pitch for him and, you know, pre arbitration eligible. I didn't know he had this either. I didn't know they had an option connected to it. Um but i mean i can't imagine it being a lot of money so if there is some struggles with him and and they do find some upgrades i mean it wouldn't be a hard contract to cut so true yeah high uh high risk low you know or no not sorry i mixed that up low we know risk, what you, no, mean. We know what you reward. mean low risk high reward <laughs> yes it is it really is sorry picking up Jay jack is- yeah, picking up his risk. mutual option is not a high risk. So. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna save that snippet for later. I'll be like, high risk, yeah. JJ Jackson. No, um, cut that off. I'll I'll add my <laughs> two cents on JJ. Uh, yeah, yeah, spot track has him at a 575k predicted. Um, I think it was I'd something. I'd love where- to make
0: 575 thousand dollars in a
2: year. Yeah. I'd yeah, pr- love for... to make more than twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live from Steven's room is uh, no. Go ahead, uh, Brooke, Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, just I just want to mention um, oh, my thoughts on the contract. I think it was just something that they said, "Hey, we'll sign you to a uh, you know a major league deal, and then you know maybe there'll be a, a kind of option thing because maybe uh, you know he has a chance to be let go from the contract. I'm not sure." Anyways, he's back. Um, it's very interesting because 40 man roster spots are going to be at a premium this year. Uh, we haven't even gotten into, uh, you know, we got a few, few weeks. We'll find out who they add to the, uh, rule five. We'll get into a little bit of that later on this show, but, um, Yeah. uh, Quickly on Jackson. It's just, he's, he's super solid. Um, He he had like Steven said, he had some rough outings here and there, but overall they liked what they saw from him. He can get major league hit uh, hitters out. He's a journeyman type and he's really popular in the the clubhouse. Everybody loves him. Uh, So happy to see Jay Jackson back. And that could mean that maybe uh, somebody else is getting moved because it's so easy to bring Jackson back at his price and his experience, maybe somebody else uh, on that 40-man gets moved. So we'll see. Stay tuned. Good guy, too.
0: The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, tempur and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedQuarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Absolutely. Um, let's let's touch base on the two, um, you know, guys that didn't get qualifying offers from the Giants. And that's Alex Wood and Anthony DeScofani. So obviously these guys, like if we, if we take them like together and we say like, how was their 2021 in regards to like your preseason expectations, like they were pretty damn good. I mean, for the most part, I mean, start with Alex Wood. The guy signed a one year, $3 million deal before last year. And I believe a lot of it was like incentive laden because he's had, you know, some injury issues in the past. Um so 3 million dollars for what he gave you was really a true bargain cuz you got 26 starts out of him in the regular season. He had a 3.83 ERA, um 152 strikeouts to just 39 walks. Alex Wood more than earned um his 3 million dollars last year. It was a very Alex Wood year for Alex Wood. Yeah. Very um reliable. But uh you know, they declined to give him that 18.4 for just the one year in 2021. Um, I have my thoughts on this, but I'll have you guys start Steven. What are your thoughts on the giants declining, uh, to give him that QO? Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's funny because it it is, it's kind of turned full circle because we didn't think any of these guys would even be considered for a qualifying offer at this point in time. Um, but I mean, that shows how much of a genius the giants front office is or are or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm not speaking in English right now, but. In terms of D I feel like he and Wood, they're both going to get multi-year deals. Um, and I think a lot of the fan base views them as like easy pieces to come back and like, oh yeah, they'll, they'll resign, you know, two of Gosman, Di Scalfani, and Wood. Right. I mean, that's, we've heard that a lot and it seems to be a common theme, but I don't think it's that easy. I think D. Sclafani is headed for a nice multi-year deal and, um, I don't think it's 18.4 or whatever it is. I don't think it's 18.4 million a year, but I think it's definitely 15 I'd assume for two or three years. I think he's definitely gotten to that point. A guy who could eat up innings. I'd pay for that. Um, I don't know about wood, probably a little bit less, but I still think wood gets at least two years. Um, <laughs> uh, and I know I, I, I know I screwed up there. I was supposed to start with Alex Wood, but... You're good. <laughs> you're um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it'd be interesting to see which one of them does come back. I I still think one of them comes back, and I think Wood would be the possibility. I Wood think Wood. he's... Yeah, Wood would. Wood would be the possibility, but I think if I were to take a guess on how much it would take to to bring him back, it would be... two years, like... 25, maybe. Am I? I don't know if that's too much. What do you guys think? Brooks, Brooks, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll
2: just say Alex Wood definitely, you know, you see what you can get for a guy, you see what you can get for 3 million plus, you know, some. I think you every 10 outs he got, he got 50k or something like that. So he probably didn't make more than five for the Giants, uh, or four. Uh, but yeah, that's what. Farhan can do. He can find a guy, give him three million, four million, and get that kind of output. Um, so, to him, to you know, Farhan, to Harris, to everybody making these decisions, it's yeah. And uh, we're not going to give you eighteen million, but we're going to use that eighteen million we would have given you and try to find one or two Alex Woods uh, or three. Uh, same with uh, De Scalfani, since we'll just kind of go into both of them. Um, it's kind of a weird end to, if that is Di Sclafani's last uh, time with the Giants, it was uh, kind of not really having a lot of leash against those Dodgers, Uh, a team that plagued him uh, throughout the season. Uh, He was able to get five outs in a, you know, you win that game, you go on to the NLCS Um, and Disco was getting whacked and they took him out. And that might've been the uh, last we see of him in a Giants uniform. And, if he doesn't come back, it's because they just can't really trust him against the Dodgers. It's kind of a big deal. You, you, I think they're more likely to bring Alex Wood back because he can handle the Dodgers. Um, but I also think the Dodgers would like to have Alex Wood back too. So should be very interesting. Um, I, I, I think I see kind of like what Steven's saying. I, I see one of them coming back. I'm not sure. I'm not ready to pick who yet. But, uh, yeah,
0: it, it'll be uh, interesting because the Giants need pitchers. Uh, Scofani, thirteen and seven last year with a three one seven ERA, one hundred and fifty two strikeouts, forty two walks, including two complete game shuttles. Um, yeah, can't forget those. Yeah, he was really he was really good for his one year six million dollar deal. Another one where he totally earned every penny. Um, I am a hundred percent with you though, Brooks. I think in regards to Discofani, I and and it sounds petty. But like, yeah, they're going to remember those starts he had against the Dodgers. And I feel like, you know, he had that one great start against them in early September. But other than that, you know, he was awful against them, including uh, in in the playoffs. And I think it was game four. You know, he didn't get he didn't get very much into that game before uh, being pulled. So five outs. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I think that um, I, I think the Giants would like to lean towards Wood probably just because we know this front office has verbally, you know, said, "Hey, we like funkiness." That's what Alex Wood brings. He's also a lefty, which you know, even he, he, I know we say lefty bullpen arms, but you know, lefty starters are rare too. I mean, there's not a ton of them in today's game. So, I think that Wood has a better chance of coming back. I definitely don't think both are back. I think Di Scafani goes somewhere and, and can maybe get two years with a third year for an option at about fifteen per. But I think that I think the Giants can maybe talk Alex Wood and staying for two years, like twenty-two mil. I I think that's realistic, uh, and I would I would be all for that. So
1: that's that's like two Drew Smiley's right there. Yeah, yeah. two years, twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned shutouts too, and I feel like when I hear shutouts this day and age, I automatically think pitch count. That means you know a guy's pretty good with pitch count, and Wood and Disclafani are both good with pitch count, and the whole Giants you know, rotation was super good at throwing strikes like Gosman would be through six innings at 70 pitches. I mean, they were very efficient. And I think that's a big part of how they won ball games. and both guys get ground balls and the giants so happen to have really good infield defense on the left side of the infield with Longoria and Crawford. Glove. Who, and we, we had to imagine that Longoria is going to get a, a lot of, uh, maybe not a lot, but a decent amount of time at third base. I mean, whether or not, you know, he's he's going to be there a lot of the time yeah so um getting guys that throw a lot of ground balls to the left side of the infield it's you know it's a match made in heaven so
0: that's a great point um let's move on to kind of our last like focused individual guy i want to discuss and that's not junior Marte. it's junior Marte is that correct brooks junior Marte. thank you sir with a y um This was kind of an odd one. I think even some of the beat writers said like this one kind of caught him off guard, but uh, just because of the timing of it and it was so early into the offseason, but uh, they protected Marte by putting him on the 40-man roster. So this means he's not going to be subject to that Rule 5 draft uh, come December. So um, I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about him. I know he had a uh, decent year in Sacramento, uh, 349 ERA and 43 outings. Uh, He did um, he did start a game, but I'm guessing that was probably like as an opener or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know a ton about the guy, but obviously the Giants do and they value him and they think that possibly um, he could be, you know, a piece at some point in the 2022 uh, that he could help out the bullpen at the big league level. So um, do we have any thoughts on Marte getting that early 40 man roster spot?
2: He's, he's a right-hander, you know? Um, so, so you're just going to be great. That's all. That's all you're going to get. No. Um. It, it's, it kind of goes back to my, uh you know, my thought earlier is, just you know, with Jay Jackson coming back, it's uh you know, they're, they have the, these 40 man rosters uh, decisions are going to be very interesting because even with the, a lot of the guys they picked up, we might mention in a second here, but um doesn't mean these guys are going to be here in spring training. They, they could just kind of do the the roster shuffle and just say uh you know try to pass you through waivers uh if you go unclaimed um now you're in our organization you're not on our 40-man roster but you're going to be in spring training and, and so forth so uh it was interesting yeah junior Marte getting added this early um so uh I, I just remember um just seeing some of his work in spring training um he had some uh good outings he had a couple times when he got completely blasted and it was like oh okay so he's probably not gonna make it <laughs> um and uh you know they obviously like him um happy to have him and yeah uh and he thought 26 Mr.
0: he's not a baby yeah and he's also like
2: not well that's like ancient to steven steven true junior
1: Marte with a j yeah he, he's not 19 um no but uh Marte is is an interesting one because yeah I this move is really interesting like you guys said and one thing about this move that I noticed was in Sacramento last year he struck out 9.8 batters per nine which is very good but mm-hmm. usually when Farhan Zaidi makes you know either waiver claims or adds guys to the 40 man roster like that have pitched primarily at the minor league level it's higher than that like I mean I don't know why it always seems like they strike more guys out. Um, I don't know if I'm just being observant over you know just a few certain claims that he's made over the past few years, but it seems like this is maybe not uncharacteristic. But uh, I think his strikeouts per nine is is good, but it's not at the Farhan level, right? Uh, of adding this kind of you know, what I'm saying is that he's not known, right? And that makes it interesting in terms of, I don't know where I'm going with this at all, but because I, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> well, um, do know
2: this, Steven, he was about to become a minor league free agent on Sunday with that long list that we were looking at earlier. Uh, so the giant, so maybe said, this well, was a part of the Giants deal said, wait, yeah. wait, we want to keep you because literally we like you and someone else is going to pick you up. So we'll, we'll keep you. And that's why he's still here.
1: And, and it's maybe saying he a gets lot DFA later in the off season And, and maybe we just like, forget about this discussion altogether. <laughs> but, but, but it's saying a lot too, because I
0: believe, and I may be wrong. I don't have a right in front of me. I believe there's 37 spots right now on the 40 man roster. So there's not much availability left. So um, yeah, the same. And there's obviously many names in, uh, in the farm system um, that are, you know, good enough to keep around that want to be protected. So um, do we want to start wrapping up, kind of talk about free agency a little bit, obviously we can't go like way into the weeds, but um, I know that we are uh, doing a little something cool on giant shadow. We're doing our free agent. Most want- free agents. Most wanted. Um, I started yesterday off and we're doing positional players. I started yesterday off with Chris Taylor, uh, Chris Corbett, our buddy and co-admin went with Starling Marte today. Uh, Brooks, you can say yours because this is going to be coming out tomorrow anyway. <laughs> I can, so you can. So, who, who are you going to be saying tomorrow that you would like the Giants to go out and get?
2: Yeah, the position player I'm choosing. It's, it's not Carlos Correa. It's not Trevor Stories. It's I'm trying to pick somebody that I actually I know right. It's my move is not going to be. Uh, it's
1: Corey Seager. No, <laughs>
2: no yeah. it's none of those gentlemen. I promise you. And and the reason why is I, I want to highlight a player that I think actually might be already in Farhan's, uh, you know, already in his texts right now. Hey, Avasale Garcia, how are you doing? Would you like to be a giant? I like your 29 homers that you had for the Brewers. I love your eight defensive runs saved. Second only to right fielder Adam Duvall who won the gold gloves. So um, he is a very interesting player to me. uh, 30, 31, I think 30. He's a, he's a right handed power bat that I think the Giants could get kind of on the cheap in quotation marks. You know, he's not going to cost you 20 something million a year, I don't think. And uh, he opted out of his Brewers uh, option, uh, which would have paid him 12 million. The Brewers declined to give him the 18 million qualifying offer because they thought, yeah, it's a little rich for our blood. And so he might make something closer to 12, but for maybe a multi year deal. Because 29 homers, kind of like going back to the Brandon Belt thing. This might be, uh, hey, I'm gonna try to cash in right now. It might be three years, 40, something like that. But I think, uh, yeah, I think he's a good fit. Uh, he also isn't crazy split reliant either. He hit most of his homers against righties, uh, and he, you know, likes to hit lefties for average. So good stuff there. Um, and then, did you want to talk about or? Uh, Steven, did you or or Doug, or do you guys want to, you guys save yours for actually on little Miggy by the way. Oh, that's it. Miguel Cabrera. I, I, let me just give you two. I I have two minutes of thoughts on just the grand free agency for the Giants as a whole coming up. Uh, And then I have a question for either of you to answer. It's just a yes or no kind of thing. Um, I just, I started, <laughs> thank you for your quick answer. No, no. Uh, but seriously, I started thinking about the, the, all the money the giants have to spend. I think a lot of fans need to kind of just need to do a little, you know, check yourself real quick. If you think I, I want to hear Doug and Steven here, do you think the giants will end up spending at the end of next season? Do you think their payroll will be over $200 million over or under, uh, Doug, tell me do you think they'll be over or under You don't have to go into details under okay steven do you think they'll be over or under 200 million payroll under okay so i think the i think the grand kind of consensus is that the giants are just going to do what the dodgers did last year go to 220 230 240 yeah. i think the dodgers landed around 265 after paying the Woo. the uh, extra tax um i just don't see them even getting into that 200 mark for a couple of reasons. Right. Um, Just general attendance is very interesting to me because um, you know, the giants finished 12th in the league, uh, 1.6 million. Um, You know, even in their losing years, they had the three plus million attendance, 3.3. They were like third in baseball in 2018, you know, when they were losing all those games. So, Um, it's not, it's not like, uh, because they're winning or losing. It's just the times right now, um, you know, San Francisco and everything. So, uh, they didn't get a lot of revenue the last couple of years. I don't know if Larry and company are just going to be spending all of the remaining, uh, remaining funds, uh, if they can help it. Um, they're going to try to still find deals. They're going to not pay a guy 30 plus million. Uh, and, and my last part of on it is Buster Posey brought a lot of people to the ballpark buster posey's not going to be here next year are they that can go two different ways here do you get a new face of the franchise type of player to bring everybody to the ballpark to supplement the lack of star power that posey was bringing to the giants or do you just kind of see hey this is how it is we're probably gonna have much less uh, attendance next year um, so maybe we don't go crazy with our spending. Maybe they land around 170, 180. Um, so now that I, my rant is over, I uh, just want to keep everybody in mind that just because they have the money doesn't
0: mean they're going to spend it. Uh, Doug, any thoughts on that? I'm 100% with you. I, I I think that we need to keep things in perspective here, like real perspective, because, you know, yes. And we've been talking for a couple off, or a couple years now, like 2021, 22, like this is the off season. This is the offseason. That's when the Giants are going to have so much money available. And trust me, they're going to spend money, but they're not going to go get like five dudes and just throw 30 million plus at them. I think a lot of people are like expecting that. There's no there's no salary cap in Major League Baseball. They won't be stupid. They won't be stupid. And you know what? They have the right guy dishing out the money from the owners you know in Farhan Zaidi and he can do that i agree i think this is going to be i can see them getting up to 185 190 you know Me they're going to they're going to have to bring in and i think they will they will bring in at least one like big name dude and that that big name i'm not saying we can go off to the weeds i'm not saying it's going to be but that could be like a justin verlander you know it could there's a lot of ties with him but and he's a big name but i'm just saying that Farhan will spend wisely if he can. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Farhan will uh spend wisely if he can. Um, you know, instead of just throwing out and writing the big check. I, I totally agree. I can see them sticking around 190 um, you know, by season's end. So yeah, I have
1: one thing real quick. Um, so the, the luxury tax threshold is about two hundred and ten million, if I'm not mistaken, or might be I believe it's two, around there. It might be up to two fifteen now. Yeah, the um, lowest tier. The yeah, lowest tier. I think when it started it was like 200. Um, but I based on a team that just like like builds themselves based on the narrative that we're going to go and find every single advantage possible, every little tiny advantage possible, I can't see them putting themselves in a position where they would get At a disadvantage due to going over the threshold. So I feel like that would be the hardcore deadline. And I stick to what I said about them not spending over 200 200 million. But if the threshold is 215, I can see them spending a little bit over 200 million, but I don't think they would because I don't think they want to damage or not damage, but I don't think they want to put it in fate's hands that anything happens and they end up going over that that threshold and they, you know, they have an injury in the middle of the year and they end up going over. So um, yeah, I, I based on the team again, just to cliff notes that they want every advantage possible. And if there's going to be an advantage taken away from them, turned into a disadvantage because they spent too much, they're not going to spend too much. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate
2: just, you know, general attendance is way down. Uh, you know, call it pandemic-related. Yeah. Uh, even the Dodgers, who blew everybody away in attendance, they finished with 2.8 million, and that was the Dodgers and and you know their fan base uh, going crazy for their team. It's you know the Giants. But the good and, thing
1: about the Giants is that this year's Giants, especially, wow. is that they like they had so many contributions that, and I know Posey was the fan favorite, and he always will be they had so much contributions up and down the board i don't know if fans came out just to see posey like i think that's a small percentage so i'll play devil's advocate there real I, quick
2: yeah i don't know i don't know yeah the 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 buster posey thing is is real it's uh it, i think we're going to definitely see a, a dip in the attendance there and how do they you know how do they recover with uh, the financial? Yeah. How do these Win. billionaires sleep at night when instead of, you know, 4 billion, they have 3.95 billion. That's, Win. that's a tough loss. So anyways, I, yeah, just no, that's the yes. point, Doug, is they <laughs> won 107 games. And I'm not blaming fans because these are weird times that we're living in right now. I get it. Five minutes ago. I have a question for you guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Anyways, might have been we, more than five minutes, <laughs> we got to start wrapping. But yeah. uh, before we go, I just want to say congrats to Farhan Zaidi, executive of the year. I mean, nobody's surprised by that. Um, and also Gabe Kapler is a NL manager of the year finalist. And I think all three of us can agree he's probably gonna win that. Um, so yeah, congrats to those guys. Congrats, Congratulations. Gabe. Um, if you haven't, uh, make sure you check out uh, Steven's podcast Rizzo Cast, I'll put that in the link below um also brooks is just awesome at life so just follow him on twitter say hey (laughs) podcast i I could drop a link to the (laughs) say hey pod that i'm on he is on here a lot obviously you know who brooks is but follow about miss you rob at brooks newton on twitter at steven risotto on twitter guys thanks for coming on that was a lot of fun and uh, i'm sure i'm sure you'll be back on again soon
2: thanks for having us say hey doug happy to be on and yeah just just feeling good, man. I, I love uh, the off-season. Um, you know, just just uh, every day, there's always... How many times do we go to MLB Trade Rumors per day? Just like, refresh. Nope. Yeah. Okay, nothing. Hey, hey there's app. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Have the app, yeah. Thanks for
1: having us on, Doug. I appreciate it. And uh, Anchor is super easy to use.
0: Yeah. Interested <laughs> in starting your own podcast? Yeah. You'll uh, probably hear that about 15 minutes ago. All right. <laughs> all right, Farhan. Spend thanks, guys. some money. Go Giants.
1: When the Giants come to town, it's by baby. Every time the chips are down, it's by my baby. History's in the... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.